Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a Super Tuesday edition of the You Thought Media Sportscast. You may have thought we'd be good at sports trivia, and you'd be absolutely right. My name is Lucas Mason Moyer, and today we'll be cashing or trashing takes from the NFL Combine, discussing the biggest snubs in sports history, and debating NFL free agent futures. I'm joined today by my esteemed colleagues, Jared Ludecker. Yes, um, I'm happy to be here as well, and I'm excited to weave some political um, discussion and controversy into this episode. Oh, I don't know if that's drama, the drama we need, but I'll accept it anyway. Aiden Lewis? Yeah, we're actually going to be going all night tracking Super Tuesday also, so make sure to stay tuned for this six-hour podcast. Yeah, it'll be fun. Wyatt Ludecker? I'm just excited to be a part of the Tom Brady free agency watch. <laughs> Me too. And last up, Bart Janchuk. Uh, yeah, I have, I have nothing political to say. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's just kick things right off with Cash or Trash. Like Lucas mentioned, we had this segment last week, and we're going to give it another go. This week, we're going to focus on the NFL Combine. So first of all, uh, Chase Claypool will be a first-round draft pick. What do you think, Lucas? Uh, I'm going to trash it. He put up good numbers at the Combine. Oh. Quickest, quickest 40 time. For um, a guy his size since Calvin Johnson, which admittedly is impressive. Um, he has a lot of the intangibles. And I realize I sound like I should be arguing for the other side. But I feel like, I don't know, I think he didn't have a flashy enough college career and do quite well enough to get himself into a first round slot. I think it'll be a high second round. I think he has a great NFL career in front of him. But I don't think his combine was quite as impressive enough to get him into the first round with everything else considered. Yeah, I think you, you basically took the words out of my mouth. I agree. I was going to say maybe even I could see third round. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think the, the combine bumped him up quite that far. It's a very deep wide receiver class. Yeah, I agree. That, that too, yep. All right, next up we're going to continue to talk about the combine. Um, Wyatt, cash or, trash, cash or trash that Joe Burrow sitting out the combine is a good career move? I think it's cash. What else? What else does Joe Burrow really have to prove if you're going number one overall? Um, I think he did end up talking to the Bengals um, during the combine time, but he doesn't have to go out there and throw and prove to them that he can make these outside throws. He just had the greatest college season we've ever seen. Yeah, I'm cashing that one as well. Um, he only can hurt himself, I feel like, at this point, as evidenced by the hand size controversy. Uh, just to delve back and delve deeper into that real quick, uh, Jared Goff and Ryan Tannehill <laughs> also have hands at nine inches. They're the small, they're the smallest ones in the last couple decades. They're doing okay. Tony Romo, his small hand, his hands were under nine inches, and it got him a seventeen million dollar annual contract to talk about football on CBS. So that's it true. could work out. It could work out for that's Joe fair. Bro. Right. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he's a Tony Romo. Yeah. In the booth. And, and in all seriousness, uh, Joe Burrow has a lot of time to prepare for his pro day on April third. Um, gives them a, and it's like um, it's a good time where there won't be too much time for all the analysts to overthink, and he'll just be able to go number one if, they, if that's what he wants. Okay. Moving on, our next cash or trash is going to be: Is Henry Ruggs a future top five NFL wide receiver? Wyatt, what do you think? I'm going with trash, and this isn't any disrespect what? to Henry Ruggs. Sounds yeah, like I think I, yeah. it it is. You know what? <laughs> I'm disrespecting Henry Ruggs. Uh, I think he's on the edge. I think he'll be top 10, and I think he could be like that number six, number seven guy. And I definitely think he can be a number one guy on a team. But to be a top five wide receiver, if you look at the guys that we do consider top five from 
Julio Jones to Odell to D Hop to Mike Thomas. They're explosive athletes, but they're also great route runners. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to being a top five guy. And I think if I was going to make a pick, it would be Jerry Judy out of that group would be a top five guy, not quite Henry Ruggs. Ooh, I'm going to cash it, actually. I think it's going to be borderline. But, you know, Henry Ruggs didn't put up the biggest stats in college, but obviously he was. There are like four other wide receivers who are projected first round picks for the for Bama, or three or four. So he's clearly a ridiculous athlete from the combine. He's clearly has a great attitude. He's both a great pass catcher. Only dropped one pass last season, and he's also just ridiculous athletically. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think he's gonna make it at some point in his career to top five. I think he'd be five. Yeah. I don't know if he's top. Yeah, you know. I agree. I think he's four or five there, but I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna happen. So moving on, we're gonna uh, we're gonna cash or trash this. Bart uh, is Jalen Hurts a starting quarterback in the NFL? Uh, I'm gonna cash that one. Maybe I'm too nice of a of a scout, but uh, I think I think he's got the intangibles. He's tough. Uh, he's charismatic. Yada yada yada. All the reports <laughs> indicate that he's a great leader. But also he had an excellent combine. And just like just looking at his last season, I mean he was terrific, right? So I. I think he's kind of like Lamar. People are going to say maybe he should switch away from quarterback and he's just going to end up proving a lot of people wrong. I'm going to cash that. Yeah, I think an even better comparison might be Russell Wilson, someone who is a like winner in college. He's an athlete. He's healthy. And I, I, I mean, and forget starting quarterback. I think he's a perennial pro bowler for me. So I'm cashing it. Ooh. I think the idea that him changing positions like Lamar Jackson is kind of ridiculous because he's no offense. Lamar Jackson is a crazy athlete and Jalen Hurts is not quite. And I do think he can play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Last up for our cash and trash, uh, Aiden cash and trash, whether Justin Herbert, former quarterback from Oregon will have a better NFL career than Tua. Oh, it's, it's tough. I'm going to go with a slight cash on this one just because I'm very worried about Tua. Like, Justin Herbert's had his, his own injury issues, but it feels like Tua is, like, the ankle, the hip. Like, it feels like these could be actually nagging injuries throughout his career. I think he's the better player. He's proven himself in college as a, a winner, a great player. Uh, but I'm just I'm too worried to, to actually pick him in this case. So I will say Justin Herbert's going to have a better NFL career. Yeah, I went slightly on the other direction, but I went slight trash just because I want to be optimistic about the injuries. Like all the things you said, I think he's a winner. He's proven a great quarterback. I'm with Jared, who's mentioned in episodes past, I'd rather go with like a winner than like somebody who has like intangibles like Herbert has. Not that <laughs> Herbert didn't win. Not that Herbert didn't win. Um, but I don't know. Tua was exceptional in college. So I'm going to go slight uh, trash. I think Tua will be slightly better, but only if the injuries hold out, which is a big F. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for Tua in this case, but yeah, we will we will see. <laughs> it's kind of like the Zion case. You just use hope that doesn't tear it down. Um, but anyway, moving on, uh, NFL free agency is coming up. So we have some, some big questions, especially when it comes to some of the big free agent QBs on the market. So we're going to start with the biggest of them all, Tom Brady. Uh, Bart, where do you think Tom Brady could land? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I in my opinion, I think it's silly to suggest that he won't be back with the Patriots. Just like trying to be objective, I think if for some reason he chooses to leave, 
Yeah, I think the the Chargers would make sense, supposing that Philip Rivers will also be leaving. Uh, he would he would fit in. I mean, they they need a, a a bump as far as like fan interest goes, and he would give them that. Uh, he would fit into their offense. Uh, but I really just don't see him leaving. No, I agree. I I think it's like a really fun hypothetical question to talk about, like where could Tom Brady go? But at the end of the day, like if he's trying to win now, which he's old, like the Pats are still the best move. And I think the Chargers are, are a possibility, but honestly, the Chargers are just kind of like, even though it's LA, it's not really an exciting place to go. I feel like, I feel like there's not a ton right. of excitement around the Chargers yeah. regardless. Yeah. I feel like I mean, if he went to the Chargers, which is kind of, I still think like a distant possibility, though like mm-hmm. somewhat there. I think like he'd be going for like an early LA retirement kind of in a way that LeBron did, although it like ended up working out with LeBron and then he got Anthony Davis and they're now good again. <laughs> but I think he'd be doing it more for like the city and just like the LA lifestyle um, as opposed to like wanting to win. But I don't think it's in his DNA to do that. Yeah, it depends how much Giselle you know has a say in the decision because she might want LA, but I don't I don't know if yeah she we got. We just got to look up where his kids are enrolled and where he's going to buy a house. And we got it all figured out. It's easy. It's I remember easy. so distinctly last summer um, we were talking about LeBron free agency, or uh, two summers ago, I guess. And Jared being like um, very explicit that like, he's going to go to L.A. His kids are in school in L.A. And now we have uh, – so the theory is foolproof. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, though, I, I, like, I mean, oh. granted, Tom Brady is a little bit on the older side, uh, to put it kindly. Um, but, like, the NFL has floated the idea of the Chargers getting moved to London, right? So, like, L.A. No isn't way. even necessarily, uh, like, a given a few years down the road. I'm not making that up, right? No, you're not. But there's no way Tom Brady would go there if they were going to move to London. Right, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm... Yeah, I'm saying the, putting the, the L.A like tag on it isn't necessarily relevant yeah, yeah. I, I don't see him going anywhere other than the patriots though to be honest and i actually don't understand the quarterback market for tom brady because he's still 43 years old i know and he only has maybe one or two years left and that really narrows down the team and like a lot of the connections that i see are really funny because they see like <laughs> oh the new york giants are in there or the San Francisco 49ers are in there, or the Minnesota Vikings are in there, all teams that are invested in quarterbacks, and they will be going forward. <clears throat> so that else makes sense. And the Patriots make the most sense. Anyway, I would like to see him go to San Francisco. He's from he's from there, twenty like about 20 miles away from it. It'd be really funny to see him just take Jimmy G's spot away too. And it wouldn't be unheard of like where we had kind of like the Tim Tebow situation where then Brady, or not Brady, Manning just comes over for like a I don't remember how many years two or three year rental basically, I could see teams like just pulling the trigger on like a two year rental for Tom Brady. Uh, I I also want to throw oh. out the Eagles. I think they could be a potential landing spot for him, because um, he wants to go to a good to a team that's like sort of good hovering around. I think the Eagles in a really weak division have a decent decent shot possibly. I said the Eagles. Remember, I, was, I said he was going to be a closer for the Eagles. Yeah. He oh, just likes in the playoffs. No, I mean, like, <laughs> as much as I hate Tom Brady in the abstract, like, I would love to have him on my team for a year. <laughs> like, he, he, he's fast, like a better yeah. quarterback than Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz is a fine, good quarterback, but doesn't have that winning DNA. Does Dallas make sense? Because Dallas is actually another option that I was thinking <laughs> could be a possibility. 
No, because Dak's going to sign in a long-term the, deal. The Dak hate. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> the longer it goes on, the more it feels like he's not. But, I mean, we don't have to go back into the whole Dak Prescott thing. But, like, let's say that they don't. They would have an opening for a quarterback, and they have a pretty talented team. It's a possibility that they could they could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I could see it. But yeah. What about the other old guy? What about Phillip? <laughs> Okay, I, I'll chime in. I'll chime in real quick. I I don't like. I don't think any team really should take him. Like there, I think. Whoa. Getting older, he's not really that productive anymore. Get his arm strength's waning a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, one that I one that I saw that people have been talking about that I kind of like is the Buccaneers, where I don't really know if any team will, if either side will really benefit that much for it. But it'd be in Florida for Philip. Um, he might like that, and like they'll, he'll be like a solid. Or not solid, probably mediocre quarterback there, but like same as Jameis Winston. I I I just feel like I could see that situation playing out. Tampa's a pretty good team. I agree. I think Tampa would be the one. Yeah. Plus the whole he bought a house in Florida and all that. Yeah, it, it makes it makes sense. <laughs> I think he's actually from Florida. I don't know exactly his his lineage, but I think Tampa is a better team than that they got credit for. It would make sense. No, I, I don't think there are Philip Rivers away from winning a championship, and I don't think any team is a Philip Rivers away from winning a championship. Because <laughs> the Chargers were talented, and they they yeah. they still didn't win. Yeah, no, I think a possible landing destination too um, might be the Colts as well. I think they're like more of a playoff ready team if that's who he's looking to go to. Um, they have all the talent. They just lost luck last year so i think he could slot in nicely to that system and be just like a one or two year rental upgrade over whoever's in here right now yeah no i agree that that makes sense for the team i just i I hate to keep going with the where they bought the house argument but i feel like a guy late in his career who seems to have like wanted to settle in say florida or something i don't really see him going to like indianapolis that seems like a like i don't know not a the most attractive location even if it makes sense from the Colts standpoint yeah, the Colts are definitely the most like quarterback friendly team as far as free agents go, I think. But like the least exciting destination. <laughs> and our number three here is Ryan Tannehill, clearly the the best quarterback of the three. We we're leading up to him. Where do we think Ryan Tannehill is going to end up, Jared? Do you think he's sticking with the Titans? Do you think the Titans are sticking with him or something else? Yeah, I think he'll stick with the Titans. I think that's a yeah. good move for both sides. Um, build on some success that they've already had though I think another intriguing um, destination could be the Chicago Bears it seems like the Bears are just ready to just fire Mitchell Trubisky and Ryan Tannehill I feel like is like he's not gonna be too expensive you know what I mean but and he might be a little he'll probably be better than Trubisky Um, I think that might be an interesting couple there but I think he'll stay with the Titans yeah, I was thinking the Bears as well, uh, just because, I don't know, they were 12-4 and four two years ago. They've clearly got a very talented team with Khalil Mack on defense as well, but, like, Trubisky is just not up to the level of, like, a consistently um, high-performing quarterback. So I thought, like like Jared said, he'd be a nice, he's, he's been in the league like, two solid option. Yeah, I don't know, but at some point when you know, you know, I feel like. <laughs> and I, I think that Tannehill would be an upgrade um, and a not-super-expensive upgrade as well. Yeah, but the like the, I, have I missed something? Or have, the Bears haven't really given any strong indications that they're ready to move on yet, right? Even though they should have. No, they they're very much set that Trubisky, or at least they say that Trubisky is going to be the guy, and they said the only time they're going to bring in a quarterback. This is a report. 
was if he was going to push Trubisky, and I don't think Tannehill would go there without having the starting job. I think you can bring yeah. in like an older guy I agree. to like push yeah. him and mentor him, but it is still not guaranteed that Ryan Tannehill would get the job. The yep. team say one thing publicly though, and do another thing. Now, yeah, you know, it could be all smoke <laughs> and mirrors and all that, but you never know. Like they're not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. They're just they're gonna go out and say they support their quarterback that they drafted in the first. Especially round. Especially around this time of the year, it's like you never know what people are saying, and you know yeah. the the Redskins might draft a quarterback, and it's it's just all like <clears throat> a bunch of nothing and smoke screens. All right. Well. It's story time now, guys. Um, so we're just going to take like a quick break before we get into our finale and keep things a little light, uh, at least for my at least for my um, section. I'm looking at um, miking up players in spring training, which they've been doing for a couple years now, which is always super fun. This one's uh, not really too obscure. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Anthony Rizzo's mic'd up at, at bat in the spring training game where he was trying to guess pitches um, before they came. And he was like, I'm doing some math in my head right now to figure out the pitch. And they were like, what are you coming up with? And he's like, nothing. I need someone to bang for me. Uh, bang on the trash. In clear reference to the Astros cheating scandal, which was really funny. Uh, there was a funny one, I think it was last year, or two years ago as well, um, that I remember just uh, bringing it in where uh, Mookie Betts was in right field and he was talking while he was in field. And then somebody like jacked one over his head uh, into the gap. And he was like, I'm not getting this one, boys. And it was it was just hilarious. So I, I, I'm, I'm giving my pitch, uh, making the case that they should mic up players uh, during the season as well. I think that'd be pretty funny. Bring, bring some much-needed energy, according to Wyatt, to the, to the game of baseball. So. <laughs> Get the thought of, of a pitch hitting the body on every at-bat for the Astros. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, Jared, I agree that I think that would add some mu- fun, much-needed energy to the game of baseball as well. Uh, for my fun sports story of the week, I'm going to go very personal, talk about myself and uh, the middle school basketball team I just finished <laughs> up coaching. Yes, classic selfish me. Um, tonight, our season ended right before recording this podcast. Uh, finished 3-9, and nine, uh, an improvement from 0-12 last <laughs> year, so we love to see that. Um, it's slowly but surely... Put in your vote for the better coach of a three and nine team, me or Charlie Weiss in two thousand seven, um, coach of the year. But I don't know. It was a very fun experience. Huge fan of youth sports. Shout out all the youth sports coaches out there. Um, encourage kids to play the game. Have fun because then we won't have stuff to talk about for years and years in advance. So we love Blessed Trinity uh, basketball. <laughs> Love the improvement. That's very good. <clears throat> Round of applause for you. All right, we're going to hit the big conclusion here. We're going to go into the biggest all-time sports snubs. So now everyone's got a couple minutes to make their case for the biggest snub in sports history. I'm going to start off the group, and I'm going with Isaiah Thomas. And you could just leave it there, but I'm going to go specifically to the 1992 USA Olympic team, better known as the Dream Team. Right, which, which was also the first year that professional players were allowed to participate in the Olympics. So they put together these top NBA talents, every legend you can think of from Larry Bird to Magic to Michael Jordan, and they left out little old Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Instead, they had 
John Stockton on the oh team. Oh my gosh, you're such a John Stockton hater. What the heck? <laughs> don't, you, don't you dare disrespect John Stockton. John Stockton is the point not of all he, time. Isaiah Thomas is, is criminally underrated. And this is another case of it. This is way back when he was playing, of course. That the only reason they didn't want him on is because Michael Jordan didn't like him. <laughs> it had nothing to do with his basketball scale. It had nothing to do that John Stockton was... I'm saying with air quotes, a better player because he wasn't. Oh, right. And it's because Thomas was seen as a ringleader of the Detroit Pistons, like the bad boy Pistons in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. But Isaiah Thomas in general is criminally underrated. He's a champion. He played against some of the best guys in their prime from Michael Jordan and the Magic and all that. And he won. So I don't think that it's fair to have him off. And I was actually reading about the 92. Olympic team, and apparently it's Sha- Shaquille O'Neal also didn't get on because of uh, Christian Leitner. <laughs> he made the team over him. <laughs> who got? Who, they both got drafted that year, but Shaq went off, um, which is kind of funny. And also, it's, they're, I don't know, the 92 team is kind of wild because apparently they were getting death, threat, death threats when they were in the Olympics, so they had security guards with them, Whoa. which is, I guess, a little fun fact about the Olympics. But Weird definition yeah, of Isaiah fun, Thomas, but... put some respect on his name. Okay, all I'm going to say, though, is did John Stockton lead, nope. lead to a player in the current NBA being named John Stockton? No. Isaiah Thomas's impact is clear as day right there. No, but I was just going to add. Is that, yeah. John is Stockton, I don't think. Is Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing a thing where John Stockton was like not recognized at all in Barcelona. Um, so he was able to walk around as like a casual tourist. So <laughs> he didn't need security guards, that's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Perks of being John Stockton, yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the snub I'm going to go with is Eli Manning snubbing the San Diego Chargers <laughs> in the 2004 NFL draft. So yeah, the year is 2004. The Chargers have the number one overall draft pick. They're going to pick Eli Manning. You know, it's another Manning and the, you know, legacy of great quarterbacks. And Eli was just straight up like, I don't want to go there. He said he would refuse to play the Chargers if drafted for them. And you can't like totally blame him. He didn't love how they'd handled previous QBs, aka Ryan Leaf, which uh, didn't go totally well. Um, And also Drew Brees, whose first two seasons were pretty terrible. Um, Funny enough, he had a really good third season. Um, after Eli ditched but anyway others thought Archie instigated it talked him into you know going to somewhere a little more flashy than San Diego Um, and also you know the Chargers hadn't had had only had four winning seasons (laughs) since 1983 at that point so you know who really wants to go to the Chargers but anyway so Eli just actually got drafted by the Chargers the draft photo if anyone wants to look it up any listeners at home it's hilariously awkward (laughs) he's standing there and does not look happy at all um, and at a later date, after he'd been drafted, he said he'd rather go to law school than play for the Chargers, <laughs> which is pretty pretty bleak because, wow. you know, it's the the worst of worsts. But anyway, the, the kind of beautiful irony of it is that Eli Manning never ended up beating the Chargers. They're one of <laughs> only three teams in the league that he never beat. Uh, but with that said, Eli, it turned out okay for Eli. He kind of miraculously won two Super Bowls. So he didn't end up that bad. San Diego had some good QBs, but still never won anything. So, you know, would they have been better with Eli? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. You think if Tua gets drafted this year, he says, you know what, I'm not playing for the Chargers? 
<laughs> Continue the legacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones, watch out. Yeah. He's coming. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to veer it back towards the NBA uh, and talk about a snubbed MVP. Um, so the NBA is kind of crazy. Like, one thing I could have talked about, or two people I could have talked about, actually. The season that Big O, Oscar Robertson, averaged a triple-double, the same season that Wilt Chamberlain averaged over 50 points, neither of them won MVP. It was Bill Russell that year. But that's not who I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go, maybe I'm copying out here by taking uh, the greatest player of all time, but I feel like LeBron James was snubbed uh, in 2005-2006 for MVP. He lost to Steve Nash. Steve Nash that season averaged about 19 points and 10 and a half assists. If you're underwhelmed, you should be, because that's like a completely average line for a point guard. Maybe the assist, granted, he led the league in, but still, LeBron that year was like a 31 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. He led a Cavaliers team whose second and third leading scorers were Zydrunus Ogoskis, or however you say his name, and Larry Hughes. They, they, they got 50 wins and they made the playoffs. I mean, Steve Nash also made the playoffs, but he had actual people whose names you'd recognize, like Amari Stoudemire, like Leandro Barbosa. That Suns team was actually pretty solid, and Steve Nash's season was completely, I don't know. He won MVP because the Suns were exciting to watch, and the whole fast-paced offense thing was new. But LeBron was snubbed. His numbers were significantly better, and he carried that team on his back. But people forget, Bart, that LeBron played seven more minutes per game than Steve Nash did. So who's more efficient? Yeah, almost 43. <laughs> yeah, but Field goal percentage, like, three-point percentage, free-throw percentage. Le- Steve Nash beats LeBron in all those. Le- <laughs> LeBron deserves it, you could say, because he played so many minutes. He only missed three games, despite playing almost e- the whole game, every game. Yeah, it's it, nuts. So did Steve Nash. But you're right, the free-throws and the three-point percentage, we don't have to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> All right, so I think I'm next up to talk about my all-time sports snub. Um, and for anybody who knows me well will know what I'm about to pick. And I'm going to pick the University of Central Florida being snubbed from a playoff spot in the 2017 Gosh, here we go um, again. college football playoff over Alabama. So first up, we'll just look at their resumes. Uh, Alabama in non-conference play, 4-0, wins against a good mid-major middling ACC team and a bad FCS team. UCF, basically identical, identical, mediocre Big Ten team, decent mid-major, and an FCS team. The same, UCF had more top 25 wins. Um, they had more conference championships, 1-0. to zero. And in addition to that, they won every single game they played. 13-0 um, versus Alabama's 11-1. and one. Alabama didn't even make it to a conference championship. And the team, though this one would have been considered at the time, that um, UCF beat in their bowl game. Auburn was the only team that beat Alabama all year. So I think UCF deserved a spot. Whether they would have made it to winning the championship or not, I'm not sure, but they're based purely on resume. They lost out on Alabama because of name recognition. They were national champions that year, as what I heard. <laughs> they, they were? They, they do say that. Hey, I mean, if the college football playoff is going to snub them that bad, then they might as well just do it. It's my stance. Um, anyway, nobody else is going to come in and nobody else is going to come in and trash that. No, I mean honestly, I'm no, inclined to agree. Do. So. You can't <laughs> trash a national champion. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's a good. They point. were great that the year. Titles don't mean anything, though. Come on, guys. 
Was that the year Blake Bortles was there? No. Was he at UCF? No. No. That was uh, Mackenzie Milton was the quarterback. Oh, big name. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, he almost like lost his leg last year. Like, yeah. He had a super What's he up to? Entry. Just not good. I th- I think being thankful that he has a leg. I don't think he's like going to play football again. Or if he does, it'll be, I don't know. Brandon, Brandon Wimbush was there last year and then got benched yeah. halfway through the year. So not great for his Sad. career. Oh, well, yeah, um, speaking of snubs, I'm, I'm going to go with the biggest one of all. I'm going with <laughs> I'm give, going with Armando Galarraga's near and missed perfect game that got messed up by um, umpire Jim Joyce. I'm sure everybody knows about this already. June 2nd, 2010, Cleveland Indians. Armando Galarraga of the Detroit Tigers is pitching a, a great game. Um, 20, uh, 20, he's uh, one out away from a perfect game. And the Indians batter Jason Donald hits a slow roller up the first baseline. This is the really heartbreaking part about it, too, is Galarraga, the pitcher, does exactly what you're supposed to do. He runs over to cover first base as the first baseman, Miguel Cabrera, fields the ball, flips it to him. They, they get him out, but the umpire calls him safe. Everyone knows about it. So it ruined the perfect game, and it's technically rude, ruled a hit, too, so it ruined the no-hitter as well. Um, so it now it just goes down. If you just look at the box score, it's a one-hit shutout. Well-pitched game, but um, does not get to, to claim that perfect game. And uh, if video replay existed at that, at that point, then they would have been able to overturn the call and see that um, the batter was, in fact, out. Um, but it's pretty sad that he got snubbed out of that... Um, perfect game uh, he, he was robbed of it um but at least uh there was good sportsmanship after they all forgave each other so or galarraga forgave the umpire so it's pretty sad but um i guess a good ending <laughs> yeah he, he is a bigger man yeah. than i <laughs> yeah if that had happened to me i would not have forgiven him as easily. Like, <laughs> you know it's the good thing to do but like I don't in know. the moment though yeah. it's hard it's just especially yeah 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 it's just like especially sad with it being Armando Galarraga, because there are plenty of like great pitchers who have, you know, who this could have happened to. Like plenty of great pitchers have perfect games and could have been robbed mm-hmm. of them. And like that wouldn't wouldn't have been like the jewel of their career. But like yeah. Armando didn't have like a ton else going for him. You know, his career ERA is four seventy eight, apparently. <laughs> he was, you know, this could have been like the the shining thing. And in a way it was, like he was because of the, the sportsmanship and everything. Yeah. But yeah. It's just kind of sad. The jewel of his career is getting mentioned on this podcast, probably now. <laughs> exactly. He's he's been waiting. Every week he's like, maybe this week we'll talk about. Yeah, him. I, uh, Armando, I know you're listening out there. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at You Thought Media. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, we're releasing episodes every Wednesday, so so get ready to look for your episodes on Wednesdays, everyone. And tune in next Wednesday for the next episode. Thank you, guys.